Hello and welcome to episode one of the Tamara Wright Show. Thank you so much for clicking on this podcast. So happy to have you here. Let's just get started, okay? Today's episode, I'm talking about seven lessons that 2020 has taught me. So 2020 has been a lot of things. It's been overwhelming. It's been surprising. It's been frustrating. It's been scary at times, annoying, you know, just all the things that I'm sure we can all think of a lot more adjectives to describe this year. (laughs) Let's just be honest. But one that stands out in particular for me and that I'm going to focus on for this episode is educational. 2020 has truly been an educational year for me. I have learned so much. And for this episode, I'd like to focus on the things that 2020 has taught me. So first things first, number one, normal is an illusion. Now, for my Morticia Adams fans out there, you may have seen this quote attributed to her, and that has truly resonated with me all year long, is that normal is an illusion. Whatever your normal was before March 2020, if normal was even a thing for you, that is now a distant memory. And for most of us, that version of normal is never coming back. Which leads me right into the second lesson that I've learned, and that is that change is constant. It is constant. Things are constantly changing, and we must learn to adapt quickly. And often without notice, you know, not a lot of notice to the changing circumstances that are around us, you know, where whether it's a change at work or at school or a new store policy or a service that is temporarily unavailable. We have to learn to adapt with patience and grace. I can think of one example in particular. I was um, trying to take my kids to the library, which is not take them in, but like just go to pick up books that we placed on hold at the library. And we got there, we got all dressed up, you know, ready to get out of the house. And we get to the library. I walk to the door to pick up our books and it's closed. And there's a sign on the door that says, you know, sorry, somebody has um, COVID. So we've closed the library, can't come in, can't get your books, you know, and it was just one of those things where it's like, wow, it can change on a dime, no notice, you know, and, and we just have to deal with it and we have to learn to adapt and keep moving forward. We can't let these changes derail us. We can't let it really, you know, cause us to crumble. We just have to accept the change or recognize the change and then keep it moving. All right. So number three, take care of home. This has been huge for me because even before COVID, I stayed home. I homeschool our kids. I was already in the process of looking for a job working from home. So I was used to staying home to an extent, certainly much more than someone who might have worked outside of home, had kids going to school outside of home. So the adjustment to home probably for me was not as significant as for others, but it was still a shocking revelation. Like it's not just not only stay home, but you can't go anywhere. And home had had to become school. It had to become an office. It had to become a gym, a spa, a restaurant, even a church in some situations because we could not leave. And so the 
the idea of taking care home became so much more important. And I had to learn even more so to take care of this space and to make sure that we're keeping it clean, keeping it organized and keeping it stocked with the things that we require to meet our needs as best that the best way that we can. So that was definitely an important lesson for me. And I, 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 t- I think I took for granted before that we stayed home, but we could leave whenever we wanted to. And since, and, and like in the last few you know, weeks and months, it's just been like home has to be all these things and we have to be comfortable here. So taking care of it is, is crucial. All right. So the fourth thing that I, that 2020 has taught me, and this is probably, well, it's probably my second, the second most critical lesson. And that is to slow down and turn off the notifications. Now I know when we watch YouTube and we subscribe to these things and everyone's telling us, you know, click the bell, turn on the notifications, but it, it, be, it became too much. It became too much for me. And I had to tell myself and, and teach myself that it is okay to disengage for a while. You know, I was the type of person who used to think that the more informed I am, the better off I'll be. And while that may be true in some situations, ultimately I was informed, and I'm using my little air quotes here, I was informed on a lot of topics that did not add value to my life. They did not add any value to my life at all. And in some cases being quote informed was actually causing my mental health to decline, especially once additional information would come out about thing, about a situation in the following days and weeks that would completely alter my opinion. So now I take a much more measured approach to the information that I take in. And now I also no longer feel the urge to know things first. I don't receive any news notifications on my phone or any, except, you know, like in cases of extreme weather. And I'm a much happier person as a result. And when I do want to know about something, when I want to check in with what's going on, then I make sure that I'm in the right frame of mind to receive whatever that news might be instead of it just being bombarded and thrown at me and you know disrupting whatever I might be into at the moment and just completely derailing you know what I've got going on at the moment I can remember being in such a you know a happy mood and then you get a notification that some awful thing has happened and you're just like wait what and so now your mood has just plummeted when I wasn't asking for that at that time. So definitely for me this year, turning off the notifications has been such a good thing for me. Now that's not saying I don't still engage. I do, but just on my time rather than the notifications just coming at me. So that was the fourth lesson and it was so huge. And if I could share nothing else with anyone who's listening, it is that, you know, take control of when you engage. And when you disengage, because it is important. The fifth lesson that 2020 has taught me is that health is wealth. Now, this one may be self-explanatory because we're in a pandemic, but I have personally, personally, I've come to value my health as the most important thing in my life. As a wife and mother, this has definitely not always been the case. I would run myself into the ground, making sure everyone else in my family had everything they needed before I would even think of doing anything for myself. There would be days where I wouldn't even eat or take a drink of water until 
sometime past noon because as soon as my feet hit the floor in the mornings, I would be working on something for my husband or for my kids or even for my mom. She would call and, and want me to do something and she would say, you know, at your convenience, which, you know, in my mind means do it now because I'm going to forget or I'm going to get distracted in doing something else. But this year has taught me that if I am not well, I cannot possibly do any of my jobs well. And I have to take care of myself, which is ultimately taking care of my family. Now, this lesson is the most important lesson that 2020 has taught me because it does not matter what the balance in my bank is. It does not matter how many accolades I have, you know, achieved. It does not matter how many people know me or like me. If I'm not healthy, I cannot enjoy my life. If I am not healthy, I cannot help anyone. If I am not healthy, I can't take care of my husband. If I'm not healthy, I cannot take care of my children. And ultimately, if I'm not healthy, I'm giving whatever I'm giving is, is less than my best because I haven't taken the time to make sure that my mind, my body, my spirit are all okay. And I think it may be, I may be just a product of my generation in that we were kind of just taught to keep going, grind it out. You can rest when you're dead kind of thing, which it sounds so morbid now for this year, but that was, that was the thought process was just grind, keep grinding, keep hustling. And we've all seen, you know, the cute decor at home, uh, Hobby Lobby or, you know, these decor stores like that say, you know, hustle, grind, you know, uh, what is it like? wake up mascara hustle or something like that. I've seen those signs where it's just like, basically the message is do it. You know, we don't really get the message of take time for you, take time. And, and, and sometimes we literally have to schedule downtime. It has to be on the schedule to be acknowledged. I've had to do that. I've had to put on my schedule that from this time to this time is me time and, and whatever my kids need or whatever anyone who wants to call me needs, they have to wait until I'm done or until my appointment with myself is over. Um, and ultimately it has been the best gift I could have given myself to just say, no, not right now. I'll check in with you later. So I guess kind of four, lesson four and five kind of go together because by turning off the notifications and, and telling everything else to wait a moment so that I can take care of me. That's allowed for lesson five to really sink in like health as well. I take so many more baths, <laughs> you know, with the candles and the Epsom salt and the whole nine. I read so much more. I breathe deeply. I pray so much more. And it has really just made me feel so much better so that I can take on all these other responsibilities and do them well. So guys, number five, if not, number five and number four, if you take nothing else from this episode, turn off the notifications, slow down and take care of you. Because when you do show up, we want you to be well, you know, and I'm saying we as in like, I'm speaking as the people in your life. So whether that's your family, your friends, your job, your clients, whoever it is that you engage with. Whenever you show up for them, for us, we want you to be well. 
And I've had so many people this year, whenever we end our greetings with each other, whenever we, whenever we end our conversations, they'll end with be well, stay safe. And it used to like weird me out at first because I would say, oh man, yeah, you know, pandemic, Corona, COVID, but it's really not about just the virus. It's about like, I, I don't take it as just the virus anymore. I take it as be well, take care of you, you know? That's how I see it now. So guys, again, 2020 has taught me health is well, take care of you. It is the most valuable thing that you can do for yourself. All right. Now, lesson six that 2020 has taught me is that we are stronger and more powerful than we realize. There are so many examples this year of people coming together to affect change and overcoming obstacles that should have stopped them in their tracks. So many inspiring stories, and I, I cannot list them all here. Otherwise, this podcast would be hours and hours long, and I wouldn't do any of them justice because there's so many details that I would ultimately leave out unintentionally. But I have been so inspired by these amazing stories of courage over fear and love conquering hate, and it just made me really, really appreciate living in this time, you know, as, as crazy as this year has been witnessing it firsthand has been, I think just a great gift because I think about the generations that are going to come after this year or the ones that are too young, that are too young now and won't remember the things that have happened this year. You know, the books that are going to be written about this year or the the lessons, the history lessons that will be taught about this year. It's it's not quite the same as living through it. And of course, none of us could have predicted in 2019 what we were going to be dealing with in 2020. But I for sure know that we are stronger and more powerful than we realize as individuals and together as, as communities. I know my community in particular, I, I saw my community come together to help those in need. I saw people who should, should have and could have just walked into their you know, homes, closed the door and shut the world out and really not been affected by this, who rolled up their sleeves and said, I'm gonna get out there and I'm gonna help this person, that person, you know, whoever I can. And it was beautiful. It was beautiful to see. It was beautiful to witness firsthand. And, it, and like I said, there's so many stories like that that, um, that I could mention, but I'll just keep it at a generalization in that we are stronger and more powerful than we know. And when we do decide to set our minds to something to help one another, it's beautiful. And I truly enjoyed seeing that this year. I'm so glad I witnessed it myself in 2020. All right, and then the last lesson that I learned or that 2020 has taught me is to focus on family and friendships. The world can wait. Sometimes we reverse this thinking and we put our friends and our family on hold, but this year has taught me that relationships matter so much more than achievements. Some people in our lives are irreplaceable. And we need to shower them with love and appreciation while they are with us. Because when they're gone, 
we can't do that. The moment is gone. The moment is past. And I really want to elaborate more on this in the next podcast about, you know, just ways, sharing ways that I have stayed connected with my social circle in the times that we've had to be apart. So I, I will... I will dedicate an episode to just ways to do that, ways to stay connected. But I really, really just, it, it, would, it was just so important for me not to let those friendships and those relationships with my family just deteriorate. And I'm so grateful for my little circle because we really did cling to one another this year. And we, we checked in on each other unapologetically and we said, hey, no, you need to, we need to talk. Like, I can see that. I can see the cracks. Let's talk. Let's talk it out. How can I help you? How can I be there for you? How can I pray for you? I, I still remember getting a, a text from my friend, waking up to a text from one of my friends. Um, about It was about eight o'clock in the morning. There was no good morning, no hi, no, no formalities. It was literally the first text message I received and was said, how can I pray for you today? That was the text. And I was both shocked, but so grateful because it just so happened that, that the day before my car had died on me, basically it it was, (laughs) Um, steaming, you know, steam was coming out of the hood and it was just time to replace this, this vehicle. And I didn't even tell her that that had happened because it was just the day before. So we hadn't had a chance to talk and connect and something in her made me, made her text me that, how can I pray for you today? And so I responded back like, you know, please pray that I can find a reliable vehicle and, you know, just something good in the next, in, in the next few weeks. And, and I returned the courtesy, how can I pray for you today? And so just that little bit of a text, which took her 15 seconds to type meant the world to me for that day, based on what I had just experienced, because I needed that. I needed someone to check in with me. I was overwhelmed. I didn't know how in the world to buy a car in a pandemic, but you know, it was just one of those things where that text kind of, um, helped me recalibrate and, and it let me know that people do care. They're out there, they're, you know, they want to support me, even if it's just through prayer, which I appreciate. So that was another thing that I just really, really appreciated about this year was the lesson of focusing on family and friendships because it matters so much more than any, any other achievement, you know, any other thing, any other I don't know <laughs> what the word would be, but just it matters so much more than anything else in life is those those relationships. So I'm going to end this episode with saying to you what so many of us, have, I'm sure, said to each other, and that is be well, be well, good listener. I appreciate you for listening to this episode. Thank you so much for clicking on this podcast. And I do hope that you'll join me in the next one as I plan to talk about ways to stay connected when we're apart. And so for now, bye, be well, see you next time.